0: is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas
1: Cowboys Football Club. How
0: about yeah! them,
1: Cowboys? This, this is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. Your war room for insider news and draft analysis from deep within the confines of Cowboys headquarters at the Star in
0: Frisco. Dallas selects Emmett Smith running
1: back from Florida. And now your hosts... David Hellman, Jeff Cavanaugh, Kevin Turner, and Kyle Yeomans. A cloudy Thursday, actually. I almost said Wednesday. (laughs) I've got all my days mixed up. But it's a cloudy Thursday at the Star in Frisco. We're live from inside the star at the SWBC Mortgage Studio, 63 days until the NFL draft and a week until drills at Lucas Oil Stadium. The NFL Combine is right around the corner, but the draft show continues. Jeff Cavanaugh alongside Kevin Turner, and David Hellman is back. Yeah. welcome back, buddy.
2: Thanks, man. I'm glad to
1: have you back. Yeah,
2: I got some draft beers in New Orleans last week. Like, Did does you? that does that count as the draft like draft coverage?
3: Yes,
1: Thank I feel like you. it would.
2: And that I appreciate that because I was not watching tape last week. <laughs> I, I have to admit,
3: you don't have to apologize. Good, <laughs> Good to be There's back. Plenty though. of time left for you to yeah, I got to catch up on anything that you might have missed. But I'm just glad that the four of us could uh, come back and combine our uh, our brains together
2: wow. and get Gosh. after it. That was rough. He told me he that was, was going to do that. And I still,
0: I oh, still wasn't
3: wow. ready for it. Wow. Well,
0: wasn't then you've got Jeff Cavanaugh
1: on the corner, all dappered up
0: today. Look at that. Got to tell you, I'm surprised you guys don't realize I've always been a big suit guy. Have you really? Or yeah, is that I a love joke? to wear the suits. Pretty much do it every day, except when I come up here. I thought today you I, wear, know, I would do what I normally do, which is wear suits. You wear on trucker hats
2: and Miller Lite
1: work shirts. It's and, a picture day at work. Every day, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a picture go.
0: day at work. Had some changes made. Got to update the photos. So.
1: Okay. Yeah, had the. Dapper up a little bit for the the photos, but we time for
0: a haircut though. So we're gonna oh, be sloppy. Yeah, that's, and we're be sloppy. Rough. That's
1: okay. I At got least you product. don't have the hat
0: on. You yeah. could have put the hat on. I got some product in the bag. I'll fix that up. When I look <laughs> here. Yeah, slick that stuff back a little bit. Well, no, what you do now? They got new product out where it doesn't slick it. It'll just kind of hold it. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah. yeah. So you, you think don't... this? You think this happens naturally? Oh, I thought that was old school gel.
1: Oh it no, just... this is like paste, baby. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I didn't realize you guys spent so much time on your hair. I styling know. cream. Yeah, it's y-
0: styling cream. You would oh. think
1: we would look better if we did, but <laughs> we don't. It's fine. Hmm. Then there's KT and I. Just over wear here. a hat. Yeah. Throw on the mean green hat. Yeah. Supporting the Texas Rangers in North Texas at the same time. Absolutely. So. Okay. Nothing wrong with that. But just about four days until team personnel show up in Indianapolis for the 2020 NFL Combine. And. Of course, combining our efforts, as the words of of Kevin Turner, we're going to go through Hmm. the NFL Combine from a general term at the beginning of the show. We're going to go through kind of what exactly is important about the NFL Scouting Combine. Uh, we got Twitter on the 20 coming up in the next segment. And then uh, in the final segment, we'll look through some of the specific players and, and teams that are going to be looking for certain things in the Combine. But kind of to start things off here today, guys, wanted to kind of talk about In terms of coaches, scouts, teams, all the personnel that are going to show up on Sunday to get this thing started, what is the highest value of the NFL Combine? Take a page right out of Dane Brugler's
2: playbook and let you know that it's the medicals. Absolutely. Uh, And that's, you know, it's very obvious. This is going to be a very interesting departure uh, for the NFL Combine this year, the length that the NFL is going to to monetize it, basically. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's true. Drills are moving to prime time. Interviews are moving to morning, afternoon. They're doing that in a bid to increase TV ratings. Um, the reason I bring this up in the first place is that I think the NFL is desperate to get the Combine out of Indianapolis. Mm. But NFL clubs love having it there because it is a centrally located city with... Three or four hospital facilities right there downtown. It's very easy to bus 300 players around and get CAT scans, MRIs, uh, you know, um, medical – what's the word I'm looking for? Physicals. Mm-hmm. Thank you, David. Um, You're welcome. It's just super – it's super efficient. And that's one of the biggest reasons why this happens in Indianapolis is because it's all right there. It's all easy to get to. And they've been doing it since the late 80s, so they know what they're doing. So Something uh, so I,
3: shouldn't change. Like the sexy events, the Super Bowl, the draft, Yeah, put them in the big cities right here. This is a little dirty work. We're getting serious about the combine and the draft. Put it in Indianapolis and keep it there. That
2: is the great tug of war, though, is like that is – you just spoke for football people everywhere, scouts and evaluators. And the moneymakers see things differently. That's why drills are happening at night now. I'm fascinated to see. I don't know how much longer the contract runs there, but – well, I'm very curious to see if it stays in Indianapolis long term.
3: We'll move the combine to Chicago, and good luck getting from the north side all the way to the south side to yeah. get to, to go get your players who are getting checked up. But for my, I mean, Jeff, becomes a beating. Jevon, it's cold out there. Javon Javon Kinlaw,
2: Jeff Sky, uh, yeah. a million other guys are going to go through there. Guys that we don't even know of with medical issues are going to crop up. I remember, it was yeah. I think it was two years ago that Maurice Hurst was a favorite to be the Cowboys' pick in the first round at 19 had an irregular heartbeat and fell to the fifth round. Yeah, Reggie Ragland,
3: like too. Remember the Alabama line back? Yeah, there's an, there's an
2: Alabama guy with medical issues every. There'll be single one guy that's year. got a
3: heart problem yeah. that will happen. You'll find it. It's uh you know, and that's the that's kind of the scary thing about evaluating too. Like okay, I don't try, try not to let the combine change too much. And then there will be things that happen medically that make you go, okay, well, I can't have this guy up here on my board anymore. Um, and then there's other elements of, of the combine as well that makes you go, okay, well, I, and look, it's hard to know like for us because we're not going to be interviewing the players. But for yeah. the teams, they will be changing their board based on all kinds of little things that happen in Indianapolis that might not even be on the field.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's plenty to, to look at when it comes to the medicals. You even talk about interviews. I, I know a lot of teams look at these interviews as their first contact with some of these guys, and really trying to, to to find out exactly what what was the laugh there for.
3: Well, no, I just think like I when I think about the interviews, I think about how insane it is, and they've changed it too. Yeah. To 18-minute 18, 18 interviews now instead of 15-minute interviews.
2: I think, but they also cut the number that you get from 60 to 45.
3: Yeah. So I'm going to get fewer players in, and I'm going to use those three minutes on these guys that I've got <laughs> targeted. What can you know about a person in three minutes? Well, you know, I mean,
2: they're I gonna, have no idea. You can get them into a staring contest. Like, that was the big thing that came out of last year's Combine, right?
3: Figure uh, out if they got a tongue ring. Okay, yeah, you think that's going to stop you from drafting the guy? I don't
0: Tongue know. Ring? Uh, didn't Kamara have a thing at the Combine where somebody asked him about something, a piece of jewelry, a nose ring or something, and they were like, can you take that out or that doesn't look professional? And he was like, don't draft me. That's <laughs> so, wow. wow. So, I'm going to do me. <laughs>
2: it's an, I mean, it's an annual thing, though. Darius yeah. Geis, you know, uh, what, the stuff, you know, teams asking him if he was the one that he said that they asked if he was gay, I believe. Like, just all kinds of bizarre stuff comes out of these These interviews. Every single. Yes,
0: I am coach, and you can't. I got to tell you, you're looking good today. (laughs) I don't know. You uncomfortable? (laughs) That's a you problem.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Don't draft me. Fine. (laughs) Don't draft me. I'll go to your division and beat you. Uh, Like last year, I I think the favorite one because there's no, there was no really track record on, and like there was no rap. I guess is what I would say. There's no rap sheet. on. Taylor rap. Well, I'm going uh, Jakai Polite. Polite, uh, yeah. polite. The Florida edge rusher, and then you hear comes up. Well, some teams just weren't, uh, just really weren't vibing with him. They didn't yeah. really like the way he carried himself. And I'm like, can he rush the passer? And then it turns out he does fall all the way to day three, and maybe some of those things were warranted. Oh God, and I mean, geez. he should have
0: fed to the combine too, and had a terrible, terrible, terrible combine. Yeah. How many? How many
2: there. years ago did Ruben Foster like? Freak out during the medical evaluation <laughs> which it's, like it's yeah. like
0: three years ago. if you yeah. like
2: if you think about it, I mean you know, you, but you're waiting around all day to go through this stuff. like that's I, I don't think people quite understand. like We only see these players for the f- hour that they're on the field running drills. Mm-hmm. The rest of the time, you're just being ushered from interviews to medicals. You're waiting in line to get in the MRI, all that type of stuff. And, yeah, Reuben Foster didn't handle it very well. So there's a lot of interesting stuff that can be gleaned from this, however mundane you might think it might be.
3: This is a strange one but because he went in the first round. But do you think the Vikings had hardcore discussions with Laquan Treadwell when they're meeting with him at the combine about picking up route concepts and having to learn a way different offense than he was running at Mississippi, where he only ran three routes? Yeah. Do you think those conversations happened because they would have been tipped off to man, maybe this is a bit of a red flag? And I know they make him go do board work sometimes and things like that. Like I just I I just don't know like. I don't know how much you can find out about a person in 15 minutes. I think,
2: to, I when think it's coming you,
3: to decisions like this. I think you brought Treadwell
2: up on purpose just to make me feel bad.
1: Not wow.
0: we well, It would make everyone feel yeah, bad. Yeah,
2: we
1: all. Yeah, yeah we everybody all feel bad, thought he was right? good. We all screwed that one up. Yeah, that was one of those kind of surefire things, and it, didn't, it wasn't as surefire as we thought. But kind of going back to what Dave said, talking about the entirety of the week, I've got the schedule out here. This all is right. the general player schedule. Top to bottom, and it starts Sunday where the tight ends, quarterbacks, and wide receivers arrive in Indy. Then you've got registration, orientation, interviews, measurements, pre-exam at the hospital, interviews, then the next day media, what a medical beating. exams, position coach interview, psychological testing. <laughs> then you've got the NFLPA meeting, interviews, bench press, psychological testing for a second straight day, limited testing and interviews, and on-field workout, and then you'd leave.
0: I would show up. That's all in five days. I think I'd show up on day four, whenever we get on the field. And they'd be like, hey, you know, you're supposed to be here for all these other things. And I'd be like, yeah. And if that hurts my draft stock, that sucks. So be it. But, man, that sounded terrible. That's a lot of stuff. Yeah. How long do we get to a point when,
1: I mean, you look at right now in terms of training camps and OTAs and, and things like that. People are skipping for contract reasons. How long till we see some of these high-end college guys skipping combine exams and workouts and things like that? If
2: this keeps going with you know moving the drills tonight and and like making if, it a television event, and it becomes more profitable and starts getting legitimate TV ratings, mm-hmm. I don't think that's far behind. Yeah. Especially, and to KT's point, how much can you really learn about a guy in 15, 18 minutes? Not a lot. That's why this is just one or the first step in the process. That's why if you really like any of these guys, you're going to bring them to your facility and spend two days with them.
3: And a lot of these guys, not all of them, but a lot of these guys have someone training them on what to say in almost every situation. Absolutely. So is that really getting to know someone? Someone who's telling you something just so they can make a little more money? That's what we're talking about here. We're talking about the difference in – back-of-the-first-round money compared to third-round money, you know, or how far a guy can slide. you got to go through all that stuff. If you don't show up to that stuff, teams aren't going to trust you. They're going to think something's up. Of course, I mean, there's way more that goes into it than we could even talk mm. about. But, like, and there's so much of it that we probably don't even know, you know. But I, I'm always, like, I always think it's funny that uh, I remember the year – I've only covered one combine, I'll be honest. Uh, but I remember uh, Jeff was at a podium – and he was talking to Jared Goff, and that was the story of the day. Was the measurement of Jared Goff's hands, mm-hmm. and about and you know what? It might still matter, given how he's played in cold weather. But I just uh, think I wanna... it's amazing how much a little bit of freak-out happens when we're talking about a quarter of an inch. On I want to
2: get into that in the third segment, though, because yeah, I remember that too, and it's silly, but like it's kind of some of this silly stuff has yeah. meaning to it too, which is what makes this so fascinating. I just think. We're reaching a breaking point at some point soon with the combine in terms of like is it a money making event? is it an evaluator's event? Actually, I read this morning the Rams and the Broncos aren't sending their staffs to the combine like they're sending their you know mm-hmm. their yeah. upper echelon people, but like everybody else is staying behind because they're like we we can get everything that we need to get out of this from afar. Well, I
0: think every team should do that. why? I don't want the coaches there because I don't want the coaches drafting the players. I would much rather my scouts be the ones that are – it's really weird to me in the NFL how many teams empower a coach to have a big voice in a draft room because if you've hired people who you think are capable that are in your scouting department and they spend literally years working on each player, we got this. We can rank these guys. Mm -hmm. We're okay. We'll pick the right guys and then you coach them. I don't want the offensive coordinator and the defensive coordinator there are falling in love with the prospect and like, hey, where you guys got him? Oh, third round. All right, well, we're going to take him in the early second. Okay, Coach. Appreciate you. Don't worry about my work. No yeah. problem. And guess who gets fired if he can't play? Not you, Coach. Yeah. I do.
3: Yeah. That's the blurry lines of job description, Yeah, is all that is. What are you here to do, head coach? Uh, Go win games. Well, what's the best way to win games? Well, what is his job description? Well, I want to pick my players, too. Is he here to make the offense better? Is he here to call plays? Is he here to – you know, there's so many things that go into that. Like That's that's where it becomes very interesting, because I'm sure there are some coaches who are very good at evaluating players. But, you know, I think in general, and we've seen this happen here, where we feel pretty good about – Previous drafts, maybe not immediate like looking at last year, hasn't really paid off yet, but they didn't have a pick till the late second round. But, you know, we feel pretty good about the track record they've put in building this roster over the last five, six, seven years. And a lot of that's because you get the vibe that, for the most part, they were letting the scouts do their work. Now, you still have these examples of going, man, I think Rod Marinelli got his guy here, or I think uh, Kellen Moore got to pick Tony Pollard here, you know, Mm -hmm. whether that was true or not. Mm -hmm. You still have those examples of things happening, but for the most part, you feel like Will McClay's kind of let the scouts do the work and they go do the right thing. Yeah.
1: Well, in kind of sticking with the, the entire draft process, I mean, the drills at the combine, even though that is the primetime television, that's what all the fans want to watch, uh, it's such a small piece of the entire draft process. You got the senior bowl to kind of start it off, combine measurements, medicals, etc. Then you go into the drills. And then after that, then you've got pro days and everything else where you see even more drills even before you get to the the Dallas days and the the extra workouts that these teams have. But that brings me to the question of how relevant are the drills at the Combine? How much do scouts kind of pan on to this? Because I was talking to somebody in the scouting world just a couple days ago, and he said, and his opinion of it was, it's it's for show. It is for show. You've got the 40-yard dash. The bench press, where they put 225 on the bar, and then you count the reps from there. Vertical jump, broad jump, three-cone drill, shuttle run. There's so many different drills here, but how relevant are they?
0: I think they're relevant. It's just a matter of what you're using for which prospect. And I think that's that's why we're seeing yeah. changes, because mm-hmm. I think a lot of people realize this that a lot of it's outdated. The bench press is pointless. Yeah, There is no point in the mm-hmm. bench press, which is why it won't make it long. Yeah, Maybe if you wanted to do something in a weight room that truly measured... Power Ooh, in some way, yeah. What would you do? Not bench press, power clean, okay, hang clean. I don't know, I'm not sure exactly, but like the bench press, who cares? I don't yeah. even as an offensive lineman, I don't block just by yeah. punching you. It's, yeah. it's there's so much more that goes into it, uh, but just for example. When we get these guys whose job it is to rush the passer, I want to know their 10-yard split when they run the 40. I want to know their three-cone. And now I want to know their hoop time. Yeah, Since there's a new drill where we're going to run a figure eight. Yep. Because, yes, I want to know if you're flexible in your ankles. I want to know if you can turn the corner. And your tape will give me a really good idea of that. But I want to verify that with your athletic testing. And if you do that, then, hey, check, check, check. And now you go in the top ten. Like, For different positions, there are different things that, to me, matter. But... There are also a lot of things that they're doing that couldn't care less. It's it's very
2: funny. Yeah, like the 40, everybody knows it's overblown. You know, things like the the vertical and the broad, like they they demonstrate athletic ability, but I think we would all agree it's not necessarily that important, assuming you hit a certain threshold. Sure. But then, like, you know, if you listen to this show, there's a pretty good chance that you're active on Twitter or other social mediums about the draft and, like, People hang on those three cone times, though. Oh like, yeah, like you are. Yeah. You want to see the three cone times for pass rushers, uh, shuttle times, anything that cha- that demonstrates your bend or your change of direction is like a big freaking deal. Well, and it should and it be. will be this year. Uh, it, absolutely. I think it should be
0: because if you're a if you're a pass rusher and you want to consider a guy a great prospect, then I think there are pass rush tools that you almost have to possess, and one of those is I can win outside. So I want to know mm-hmm. how quickly can you get off the ball, and I can measure that. I want to know how quickly can you flatten the corner to the quarterback, and I can measure that. So I, I, I do think those ones matter. And then there's other, even other positions where almost nothing matters. Like that, For running back, I couldn't care less about a single drill you do. I'll watch you play, and I I'll mean, do a better job of evaluating yeah. you than this. I
2: would like it if you could get under 4'7 in the 40-yard dash. Yeah, I don't, don't yeah,
0: like... Yeah, like, needs to happen. Yeah, I don't want you to run like me, Yeah, but I, like, I mean, so. I should be able to tell on tape.
1: Yeah, that's well, fair. And there's just, like you said, there's specific drills that kind of correlate with specific positions, and I threw together a list of these kind of as a cheat sheet for those who may not know the NFL Combine. There's a lot of information on a graphic for those of you watching at home. Now, feel free to disagree with with me here. These are just my opinion on what counts in terms of combine cheat sheets. I have the quarterbacks as the interview is the most important part of the weekend, the running backs, three cone drill, wide receivers, vertical jump and forty yard dash, just to see speed and burst and then the ten yard end of intervals. I've got the tight ends at vertical jump, offensive line, broad jump, and 40-yard dash, the defensive line at broad, broad jump as well, along with the bench, which I know you just said bench doesn't count, so I feel like you're going to disagree there. Edge rushers, three-cone drill, shuttle run for the linebackers, position drills for cornerbacks, and then safeties, also position drills, and then the shuttle run there as well.
3: You know, a position that i found myself over the years, kind of watching the time on a little bit, is tight end a little bit, mm-hmm. because I do want to know, what's the difference? Is is Hunter Bryant really going to be that much faster than Cole Komette? You know, does yeah. that affect how you think of things a little bit? So that's where I kind of look at the 40s are more at tight ends than it is the wide receivers. And, like, the Henry Ruggs is going to be sexy. And you know, Jalen Rager, those guys are going to run, you know, yeah. really well. And well. that's, and that's where everyone's watching. That's what, that's what the primetime stuff is for, right? Yeah. But, like, the tight ends, I kind of – I do like watching those. And some of those corners, too. You have some corners where you kind of look at their time and go, okay – uh, I don't know if he can run that well. I don't know if the, if he plays that fast. But I think all this is just a hodgepodge into – like we were talking about the three-cone drill a little bit. It's all about expectations of the player as well. Well, if you've studied some of the player, I'm not necessarily expecting A.J. Epinesa from Iowa mm-hmm. to have the best three-cone drill. That's but what if not he does? who he is. But what if he does? What and if that's he does? what changes things. So, like, that, those are the things that kind of – use this as just a little bit of evidence – to add to the complete courtroom case of what this
1: player is. It's just a supplemental informational grab is kind of what it is as a whole. And that's kind of why I wanted to talk about the relevance of these drills and, and where exactly those will come out. And we'll talk about some of that relevance later on with specific players and who needs to perform where. But when we come back, we've got more Twitter on the 20. We'll answer your questions. Use the hashtag Twitter on the 20 and tweet us at the Draft Show. We'll be back in a moment.
3: Our new apartment's big such a great deal
2: Uh, it's okay
3: just okay what's not too? It's
2: right above the subway
4: well i bet you don't even notice it after the
2: that's my neighbor angus
1: a deal that's just okay is not okay get a great deal with america's best network Come into an AT&T store to find out how to get one of our popular smartphones for $0 down. Based on GWS1 score September 2019. Do you want the most interesting, up-to-the-minute Dallas Cowboys news straight from the star in
2: Frisco? How about exclusive and on-command? That's right. News and nuggets you can't find anywhere else. With our exclusive Cowboys content on Alexa, you can have all the answers.
1: Secrets, stories, and more. What's Steven Jones thinking during a game? What's Joe Looney's favorite pregame meal? We take your questions to Cowboys players and coaches, and you can hear the answers directly back to you. Just say, Alexa, open Dallas Cowboys.
4: Whether you're into being a part of this or more into something like this, SeatGeek has the tickets to the events you love. It's the easiest way to find, buy, and sell tickets. Plus, with their deal score technology, they'll recommend the best seats in the house at the best value. So the next time you're craving this... See Geek app and let's go.
2: Tumblers
1: at otterbox.com. This, this is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. Look at that. We're up on the big board at the Tostitos Plaza outside the Ford Center here at the Star in Frisco.
0: Is it Photoshop or are we really on the big no, board? No, we're right really now? out we're there. there.
1: Uh, yeah. it's, I mean, nobody's out there because the weather's not great. But, yeah. That's the only reason we were allowed to be up there, I guess. Yeah. It's
0: super cold out there. Yeah, not it's awesome.
1: not, not great. Not great, especially after what was just a fantastic weekend, and then mm. now it's gone back to being cold. But luckily, most of the Combine is indoors.
2: yes. Hey, so we don't
1: have yeah. to worry about that a whole lot.
2: Snow in the forecast for us next week, buddy. Is it really? All right. Yep. Yeah. Oh, great.
0: Indy's the worst.
2: All of no. our Oh, don't say that. It's the
0: worst. Indy is a nice town. <laughs> it's a nice town with negative... Thirty-degree wind chills during the combine. Okay, when I've I, the never first been time here, I went, so this I, wore, is be interesting. I took a hoodie and I thought that would be okay. That's oh, Kyle. Gotta, don't do that. I got to go. Jeff, a pack. no, you need to get things that are, say on it like cold weather, arctic gear. What I year was borrow, that?
2: What year was that? I know. Dang it! It was twenty. Know. It was twenty fourteen. Yeah. The internet existed. That's on you.
1: Just Google. No, but my mind. Well, I'm glad didn't. he's saying something right now because yeah. I packed a hoodie and I, a couple shirts. I couldn't
0: compute it.
1: You already packed. Yeah, I've got yeah. to go to Austin this weekend. Oh, that's true. I leave after the show. To
0: me, cold weather means layers. wear a hood. Okay. No. That's what cold means. Bring layers. I, had, I wasn't familiar. Layers aren't enough. Bring a, get a beanie. Me real get a, like a legit get ski a, jacket. Parka. Yes. Okay, I got real you. Life. I got one of those. I think I'll be okay. In, I took an Uber. My hotel was at the stadium, it was across one road. And I called an Uber in the morning, and they pulled up and said, across. Where are you going? I said, To the stadium. They said, You're there. I said the entrance is on the other side. You're a
2: coward. And I'm not walking. <laughs> You're a coward. That's what I did. Indy's uh, a fine city. and I Slippery
0: Noodle's a great place.
1: I won't hear any slander
2: against it. It's a great place. Hmm. It is.
1: All right. I'm excited about that, but I'm also excited about getting into some Twitter on the 20. Twitter, Twitter on the 20. Twitter. Nice. Got it that time You again. have arrived. I've done like three or four of those in a row. I'm pretty happy about it. Let's go to the first question. So this one comes from Daniel, and Daniel asks, If the first round goes as perfect as possible, and Jordan Love was looking you at you in the second round, am I the only one who would take him at 51 if I were the Dallas Cowboys?
0: I guess if you get a quarterback who's going to go in the top 20 at 51, yeah, in yeah what, I'll take him.
2: In what world is Jordan Love going to be there at 51? How about
0: Jake Fromm? Dick no. From no, 51.
2: Uh no, no. 51? Yeah. Can mm-hmm. we talk like if he's there on day 3 we can talk. Oh, see I think he's going to go before 51. No, I think you, I you think so. From Fromm
0: or Eason? I think Fromm will go before 51.
1: Jake Fromm being out of Georgia, There's of course. I think of,
0: Jake Fromm's catching a lot of hate. I, think I don't, Jake Fromm's catching a little too much hate. I
2: don't think you're crazy for thinking that he—because quarterbacks are always overvalued, but I would not draft him at well, 51.
1: Okay, just for the sake of Jordan Love, quarterback out of Utah State, exactly—I I know, like you said, you're sold that he's going to go top 20, Jeff.
0: Uh, he'll you go, go in the first that. round and top— I would, yeah, I would make an even money wager that he goes top twenty. So are there four quarterbacks first round eligible? Oh, I think there's first three quarterbacks grades. going in the top six.
1: Yes, because you'll have Burrow, two, have LSU, two out of Alabama, yeah. and then you've got
0: because look Coach at the teams Herbert. picking there. Cincinnati needs a quarterback. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. Detroit might want a quarterback if the Stafford rumors are true. Miami yeah. wants a quarterback. Chargers want a quarterback. There's four in the top six.
2: I don't think those rumors are true because like the Lions can't get rid of Stafford without just destroying it, their cap.
0: But you might because if the rumor were true, then it would signify to me that they're going to tank. And then what do I care if I take a $32 million cap hit? I'm tanking?
2: But they also said like we're keeping Patricia and the GM but they have to it's- perform next year. And so tanking
3: is the opposite of that. Two a time. I mean, hey.
0: Two a time. Okay.
3: To answer the question.
0: Yeah? What was the question?
3: I I can't tell you honestly because I'm kind of following, look, I was taught by Brian Broaddus, and when the Cowboys don't really need a quarterback, I kind of sit around and go, well, we assume our free agent quarterback, the Cowboys don't need yeah, a quarterback. That's fair. I don't do quarterbacks until the end because honestly— It is just so hard to watch a lot of these bad quarterbacks at the Mm -hmm. end of it. Yeah. So I do quarterbacks at the end. So I'm gonna be. I've just seen uh, a couple things from uh, Jordan Love. So until I know more, I can't even give you a proper answer on this.
1: What did you think about Jordan Love at the Senior Bowl? I I think
2: Jordan Love is a really good player, and like he he looked good at the Senior Bowl. I've you know I watched him play LSU just because they played this year, and he Mm -hmm. he was good. He's like he is a talented guy, and it's the classic case of like you know. If he was on a better team, how much better would he look? Small
1: school guy, small school competition.
2: And the thing I've learned is, like, if NFL teams think you have talent, they're going to draft you high. Like, that's just Mm -hmm. what I mean. It sounds crazy to say this now, but... We started out the draft show in 2017. Like, "Mm, you think Pat Mahomes is a first round pick? Like, his tape's so crazy. Like, how do you even get a read on this guy? Goes top 10, best player in the league. Yeah. Uh, Which, obviously, I'm not saying that's going to happen with Jordan Love, but like, if you play quarterback and NFL evaluators think you have the talent, to start in the NFL, they're going to draft you high. Nobody thought Daniel Jones was a top ten pick until the Giants and then he did blew it. Up and was there. Yeah, absolutely. Um,
0: well, we're talking about like Washington. We're talking about oh, if you're if you're Washington, you can't trade out of there. Chase Young's an elite prospect. Well, if Jordan Love turns out to be a capable NFL quarterback, he's infinitely more important than Chase Young. Even if Chase Young goes to the Hall of Fame, absolutely, yeah. because that's the name of the game. The yep. quarterback has a massive impact on the outcome of a game and no other individual player does. So, yeah, Jordan Love if somebody thinks he can be a starting quarterback, he should go in the first round.
2: And and I think he will. And I th- you know, I think from, you know, it wouldn't shock me if he goes as high as you say he will. The thing for me is we all agree, like, by the time April 23rd rolls around, we think Dak Prescott will be signed? Sure. Do we, Hopefully. Uh, for, the, for the purpose. Or, at or the tagged. Very, or he'll be tagged. Or tagged, yeah. Either way. like He's here. He's here. He's the guy you're committing to. How can you afford to spend a top, basically a top 50 pick on a guy that you are hoping won't play?
0: I mean, there well, because you're grooming him during Dak's year on the tag.
2: And then you're going to let Dak go? Yeah. Okay.
1: And,
0: and, and That would be the theory. And, 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 yeah, yeah, and Jeff Jake... smile
1: and kind of grin here. That would be the theory. Okay. I can't tell if it's tongue-in-cheek or if you're legitimately excited about it.
0: Oh, no, I would not be excited about oh, it. Okay. Well, I mean, I'm a team builder at heart, so I'd be interested in it.
1: I'll say this he would right now. the option. If
2: you want to do that with Jordan Love, I'm at least intrigued. If you're trying to do that with Jake Fromm, I'm so out. Like yeah, I'm I agree. so I freaking agree. out. I'm trying to
0: find somebody to keep this thing on the track, Dave. I don't need superstars. Just need just... a game man. Yes, you do. Yes, That's I literally do. the, the conversation we're
2: having right now. It's like, well, Duck's pretty good, but he's not a superstar. Like, if you're moving on from Dak, it better be for a clear upgrade. Mm. Jake Fromm's definitely not that. I doubt Jordan Love is either. Pretty
0: okay. good
1: for cheap. Works out. We're kind of talking about some of no, the scenarios with the that's Cowboys. That's not true. <laughs> uh, EJ Wilson brings us our next question: Who are some likely teams willing to trade up to seventeen if the Cowboys want to move down a couple of spots? And what players would still need to be on the board for this to happen?
0: New Orleans New and Orleans. New England. Jordan Love. Jordan Love is. New Orleans and New England are at 23 and 24. You get Jordan Love to make it to 17. One of them comes up for Jordan Love. You move back, take a DB, and you pick up a second or third round pick. I will say
2: this, though, and I'm 100% on board with you, and like quarterbacks drive trades a lot of the time, but that's not always the case. Like we talked about this a few shows ago. Like the Saints did a crazy trade for Marcus Davenport a few years ago. I think it's either a quarterback or or the last of what some team views as an elite prospect. So for me, I'm sitting here thinking of offensive tackles. Because we've thought, you know, we've Mekhi talked. Kai
0: Beckton or Andrew there's, Thomas.
2: There's five or six of them that yeah. can probably plug and play. And if a team that needs one is down to their last guy, yeah, let's say. I'm looking at the list right now. Let's say, like, you know, Willis is going to go. Jedrick Willis out of Alabama is going to go early. I, I said I'd get better at saying school names. So there you go. <laughs> Andrew Thomas out of Georgia. Um, Tristan Wirfs out of Iowa. Mackay Beckton out of Louisville. I know there's one more. You're I think.
0: Probably Josh Jones of, out of Houston
2: there is yeah. in could that be range. Six,
3: there could be six OTs. USC taken. man. And the, yeah. I. Yeah, um, I think you could put him up there Jackson, just as well as Austin Jackson. Jackson. I, yeah, I think, Austin Jackson. I, Jackson I Jackson think, I think USC. you could put him up there just as much as Josh Jones. So yeah. yeah, six or seven possibly worthy, you know, offensive tackles. We've seen teams though reach uh, over the last few years. Uh, Alfred, mm-hmm. uh, some names that come to mind is the Forty ers taking Garnett from Stanford a few years ago. The this we've seen the Seahawks panic and taking an offensive lineman. You know, late in the and you go oh or was someone taking a guard. I remember the Lions taking Lake and Tomlinson a little earlier than I think people thought they would at offensive guard. And I don't know if there's those interior lineman prospects are there, but yeah, maybe a team does get a little nervous about their interior offensive line and a guy like Cushenberry or Caesar Ruiz or you know one of those guys ends up going late in the first round. So well,
1: and go for it. No, just
2: you know I'm lo- like looking at team needs. I mean you know the Patriots, uh, which they're in that you know Jeff just mentioned yeah. them. Um, Another team that the Miami Dolphins traded Laramie Tunsil last year. Mm-hmm. They have a pick behind the Cowboys, assuming they don't trade it away to get somebody. They have two
3: picks behind the Cowboys. Yeah, they so, have 20, uh, number twenty-six as well.
2: If it's not a quarterback, then I'm looking at elite prospects who are about to go off the board. Okay, offensive tackle makes a lot of sense because there's so many of them. In that,
0: Eagles or Bills? I was thinking for a Bills. receiver or a corner.
1: You were talking about you were talking about the Patriots and the Saints, but the Bills have twenty-two just ahead of both of those teams. However, their two needs right now are edge rushers and wide receivers. And those are two of the classes that we've talked about that are very top-heavy come draft day. So I could see the Bills potentially being a move to go up and get maybe a Ruggs if he's there at 17, or a Rager if they like him that much, or even getting an edge rusher, one of those guys that ends up falling. I think Buffalo could be a team that you could talk with.
0: If I were them... I would probably sit still on receiver I would, too. because the guy I like the most for them. I feel is like it would be more
1: likely with an edge rusher if they if, they, if one I of those don't edge like, guys. And I don't
0: like the class.
1: Yeah, but you and, never know. No how matter these teams who the Cowboys
0: pick at seventeen, if they pick a if they pick a pass rusher, I don't think I will like the pick.
1: Well, between, maybe
2: Chase on. Maybe I think I would like that pick uh, at seventeen. Honestly, I, I I watched AJ Epenesa recently. Yeah.
0: I'm scared of rushers who I, can't turn the corner. I'm, I'm comfortable.
3: I'm comfortable with him at
0: seventeen. I think I'm, I'm, I'm not.
2: I'm not fist pumping if AJ Epenesa is the pick, but like yeah. I'd be fine with that. Yeah. For
0: the Bills, I would want Laviska Chenault, I think at receiver. And mm-hmm. I don't know if you have to move for that. Yeah. You're not going to move for because because Josh do. Allen isn't going to be pinpoint accurate. He never will be. But if yeah. I can just get a guy who it's like, look, just get him the ball and watch yeah. him work. I think Chenault works.
3: Yeah, that makes sense. But he, he's another combine health check guy, too. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the thing, we saw this happen a few years ago with Taco Charlton when the Falcons traded up to get ahead of us. We always took Tack McKinley. And yeah. That hasn't worked out great for them. No. But the Falcons picking at 16 again. And I've kind of pinpointed them down as the team who's going to take this year's Ryan Shazier type that mm-hmm. makes you go, okay, well, we were going to take him. Yeah. But I guess we won't. But, I, but I'll also say this. The more I've thought about this and the longer we've gotten, there's not a ton of names at 17 that I'm going to be high-fiving and excited about. There's a lot of players I will be comfortable Mm. about at 17. And that's what I'm kind of saying. To me, the difference in 17 and 24 for what this team is going to be doing, likely going defense, likely, I'm not sure that there's a huge difference And high five level, I guess is what I'm saying. And you can still
1: add some depth on the back end with a couple extra picks later on. It does make sense, and I think
2: most people would be happy if the Cowboys managed to trade back in this draft, assuming they stay in the first round. But you need somebody to want to come up, as always.
3: Well, This draft's kind of set up, uh, and we've seen this in the past, but this draft is kind of set up, and I don't know what the specific number is, but to me, 12, 13, 14, that area in the draft... All the way to 28, there's a little difference, but it ain't a huge difference in what we're talking about there. Because it's a very clear top tier of players, plus the quarterbacks. And then you're just kind of sitting there going, okay, I was on the 8-8 eight and eight treadmill. I didn't, wasn't able to really get into that mix there. Now,
1: what would be a defensive player for you that would be a high five for the Cowboys? For them? Seemingly if the medicals check out. That's what I'm kind of saying. I said I don't. I mean, probably Ken- Law- Javon Kinlaw, correct? Kinlaw's Ken the guy. That's well,
3: that, the, that's the one I think that, that brings I can up say our I next Twitter on the about. twenty
1: question. Matt Holdridge uh, came out in, on Twitter on the twenty. He said, assuming the medicals check out in his knee, how close would Kinlaw have to be for you to trade up for him, or do you stand pat because you don't want to lose more draft picks?
0: You would have to pull up the chart because I did this yesterday. If you wanted to go up for, and I played the game, if I wanted to go up for a defensive player and I went with the three guys that I have above Ken Law, like Derek Brown, Okuda, Isaiah Simmons, mm-hmm. if one of them makes it to 10, your one and your two gets you there, in theory. It gets you there and you're, overpaying by a little bit which is probably which realistic but if all, you're talking about getting to 14 or 15 can i get up there for a
2: four these uh these charts are you know they vary They're there's not a universal one but the one i'm looking at cowboys pick at 17 is worth 950 you said 15 so they're they're down a difference of 100 points, 100 points to get to 15
0: and I what think, is that is that less than their three uh,
2: they're three. No, their
0: three's is worth one eighty. But like, again,
3: like teams this- aren't gonna do that deal.
0: Right. In first round. And it, well, to two spots? They would probably well, they would, they wouldn't take a I would first, take somebody's three to move th- down to no, two no, spots. No, no,
3: no. I, I meant, like, if you're going by the chart, I, th- I would say it would be the fourth would be the accurate number. Right. The teams, I don't think teams will do that. And
2: that, I think you would have, like, even to move as little as, like, three or four spots in the first round, I think you'd have to give up your third what
3: round. What about pick. a future three? No, I could give up. Isn't, That's what I was thinking. What about future picks less, as well? They're worth less.
0: But in theory, I'm overpaying if I use this year's three. Next year's is worth less because it's a year away. I, don't I would give a next year 3 for Javon Kinlaw. Yeah. I think yeah, I'm I I do that.
1: about you saying a 1 and a yeah, 3, correct?
0: Him, yeah, I'd go from 17 to 15 if he's there mm-hmm. and I would give up a future 3.
2: I don't think teams would do that though. Like to move away to, be to move away from too. what is
3: probably a blue chip player at pick 15 probably. I think the other team definitely would. What? I don't know if I don't think it makes sense if you're at 17. I mean if you you've identified your guy and you feel like you've got to get ahead of Atlanta Maybe, but if I'm Denver sitting at fifteen, I'll go. Yeah, I'll take your future three. You're gonna give me a premium draft pick. Okay, great. To jump back two spots, I'm good. But this Cowboys are a little more urgent. Yeah. I think the Cowboys' window to win it feels a little more urgent than it does for Denver. You know, but I was looking at the second rounder. If you want to give off the second round pick, just doing the math. If you're going by the math, get you to ten, maybe nine. That gets you up to that yeah ten area. Yeah. I just well, you oh, made a good I point. Hate, and
1: I hate this. I really do. You, well, no, you made a really Okuda? good point, KT, about the, the what happened
2: to
0: Okuda. When window what, did he did his leg fall there. off at the combine? Yeah. Three quarterbacks went in the top six. Some offensive tackles went. Derek Brown went. Somehow Okuda got down into the nine ten range. You have your one good. and your two.
1: But I, uh, I,
0: I, I mean, don't, don't think about it. Yes,
3: you do. He's, just, go, he's awesome. I don't like how, it. Don't
1: how know, far. You're one in your two. Team
3: builder over here. Seriously, team builder guy. I don't know. I, you wouldn't I, give up a one and a two for Okuda?
1: Yeah. Here's the well, thing. if he falls so far, then there's got to be something wrong with him.
0: Well, no, we're playing the game. You know what? Like, <laughs> it's not impossible that him or Actually, Derek Brown or Isaiah Simmons gets to nine or ten. It's not impossible at all.
2: The Cowboys' yeah. track record over the last three years is not so sterling that I trust them to hit on every pick anyway. So yeah, I would probably do it for a guy that good. I, a a mm. cornerback who will be you
3: would hope would be elite for five years before you have to worry about paying him. Okay, I could do that. So you're in the mix, and then you're back there at 82, and you're going, my god, I haven't done anything at safety. And no, my defensive and, line's and, the no. same thing.
2: <laughs> well, okay, the defensive line is going to be turned over <laughs> in free agency.
3: Talk to me after. It just it like said, talk to me after free agency. Yeah. then I might be more willing. Well, we're to gonna just... plug.
0: We're gonna plug every hole in free agency. Not well, but, but we're going to address everything. The okay.
2: problem is that with the contracts that are coming up for this team, you need to be able to replace it with cheap labor. You can't do that without draft picks. So, I mean, in a in a hypothetical world where I can get Okuda for that, I probably would, but like... I'm not giving up a draft pick to go up two spots to get Javon Kenloff. You need Bodies that are
0: cheap at need, the same time.
2: Yes, you need good players that are playing that are for cheap. You need to hit on the picks, and you and have a, a problem. They've exactly. had a problem with that. But you can't hit on them if you don't have them.
0: Well, I can hit on them if I go get them in the
2: top ten. Then you have fewer players. Yeah, but yeah, I hit. But and but then you just you have what you have right but now, I'm which going is to the Pro Bowl. Then you have a small <laughs> number of expensive players <laughs> guys, and nobody else. Your guys
0: inactive <laughs> on Sunday. And my guy's that's going not, to Pro
2: bowl. Um Okay,
3: that's that's a low blow. What? <laughs> he wasn't my guy. Once, okay. once Ken Law goes, I'm going to go ahead and get Sean Payton on the phone. Let's see if he wants to make a little noise. Mm. Yeah, I have, he wants to get on up here.
0: I have a top 12. And when they're gone, ripcord.
3: Let's get on back there. and Let's pack it on <laughs> Stock up. up on those minimum wage players you're talking no, about. No, I mean, Dave.
2: if you could add another like second or third by moving back five spots, I think that's a best case scenario. You know who yeah, likes the
3: Seattle will party. They'll, they'll party both ways. They'll trade up and down. What they is it? Oh. Twenty seven. Get on back there. You can you can get your safety there.
2: What does Seattle want that they're coming up from twenty seven? That's a big jump. I
0: don't worry about that. Okay. just know that they'll party both ways. Y'all yeah. are
2: just trying to have fun without. Seattle thinking needs about an the edge too. I respect it. So they've got
1: some guys to go out and there. All but offensive line still well, sucks too. He's going to
0: Mardi Gras. He's mad at us for having fun. No, <laughs> no.
1: Yeah,
3: After missing last week's show,
1: oh, am, am I here in your right?
2: Ask us a question. Get uh, another well, question. Well, we're here. going
1: to break. Is what oh, we're doing. Don't. we've got, to, we've got to go I wanted one, one more. more. Do another okay, one. Okay, how about this? Real quickly, real quickly. Do another one. Hunter Gaspard. He goes on yeah. to say, "Are there any potential top tier players that have to have really good interviews?" And we talked about polite earlier, but he uses him as an example from last year.
0: Well, don't show up overweight. And out of shape. That would be step one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, interviews.
3: I got one. Go ahead. Uh, uh, top tier might be pushing it for this guy. Okay. I would not call him a top tier player, but I would call him a day two guy. Damon Arnett from Ohio State. Ooh, that's a good pick. I just He's watched him yesterday. He's my
0: number 25 player right now. The
3: concerns are beginning to trickle out about him. Mm-hmm. From a character standpoint, I was about to say, it was the character side, right? Me terribly uncomfortable to talk about a guy's character I've never met before. Yeah, it's messed up, KT. But yeah, he's a guy in 15
1: minutes. He truly does need to go interview well. He Mm -hmm. absolutely does. What about Joe Burrow? With all the Cincinnati talk and the he's untouchable, I, no, he's he
0: untouchable. has a functional hip, so he gets to go number one. <laughs> he's safe. I mean, if, he wins.
1: But I, just for the sake of playing along with the the headlines and the the hypotheticals, he's his, talking about his how Cincinnati he has
0: leverage. His Cincinnati interview matters. If he walks in and says, "I'm not playing for you, clowns," every then that every,
2: then
1: then the, then the, yeah, every year,
2: which I mean, okay, Josh Rosen did he fell, he fell to 10. to to ten. And that was after, like, months and months of speculation of that he was, like, the worst person in the world and impossible to get along with. I like, went to his birthday his party. As, as long as Joe Burrow doesn't, Connor like, Kirk. take a dump in the
3: interview room, I think he'll be fine. I, I got like, some wide receivers who you're going to need to, like... Uh, Jawan Jennings. Oh,
0: my awesome. guy! Whoa, he whoa, whoa. He's awesome. Whoa, what's he doing?
3: But he got some questions. What's the question? Just got some off the field questions. Well, you're just
0: assailing people's character. <laughs> no, I'm not he doing was, that. Uh,
2: No, he was like dismissed from the Tennessee program. Oh, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And had, came back. Like he had to earn his way back uh, on the team. Well, when it's he like got back.
0: junior year? Yeah. yeah. When he got back, you know what he did? <laughs> yeah. He yeah. catching the ball and running every Freaking everyone
2: over. yak all day, you every day. You see the South
0: Carolina tape? He returned with rage. He had the uh, rage. He had he's
3: marijuana stuff, which maybe won't matter in the future. But, man, I hate that. And then he had, uh, he had a whole thing where he went on Twitter and started blowing up his coaches uh, online. Well, and then he, 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 step, he stepped on a player's head against Vanderbilt. Uh, Quentin Cephas, who I love out of Wisconsin. You do love Quentin Cephas. I, there's some things on him as well. And also the guard from Louisiana that I think people are talking about a lot now, uh, Robert Hunt. Mm-hmm. He had a wild thing where him and like 13 teammates broke into an apartment and started stealing. Stuff so he's gonna need to like have a KT, good interview. Thirteen teammates in one apartment. It was a, a weird lot. thing. Man. KT is
0: all over the red flag report every year. I was
1: about to say, how are you so on top of? All he was
3: those? also arrested for something else in the spring of
1: 2017. That was really shady. bad. This it is takes, what he's into. It takes shady to know shady. That's but why. Although, he wants to know all the red flags so he knows if one of these guys drop, he's still a good player. Yeah, so
3: this is a, uh, uh, Robert Hunt was in the spring of 2017. Uh, he was one of 13 Louisiana players to break into his dorm room and steal electronics and jewelry. <laughs> My God! Uh, but also others say that he's seen as a joker and displays a lot of positive energy oh, on, the, good. on the practice field. So awesome. maybe you're getting a pretty good Hopefully, up there. Yeah.
2: Hopefully his interview goes well so he so gets too. drafted and pushes other players to the Cowboys. Okay. That would be great. Yes. Are we okay to go to break now, Yeah, David? we can go to break. No okay.
0: breaks! No
1: breaks! We've got one more break. This is internet oh. radio. One, I mean, one more break. Okay, sorry, Well, I'm one not more break. staying
0: until like 1230 again. No, All we're right. not going
1: until 1230. Okay. All when right. we come back, we'll look at some of the specifics of the NFL Combine and some of the players that need to show up, maybe with or without some red flags when we return here on the Draft Show. I've got some questions about Logan Stenberg.
3: Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized Intense Therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com/cowboys and use the code word teamjb. That's getjackblack.com/cowboys. The Jack
4: Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. Whether you're into being a part of this <laughs> or more into something like this,
2: Such a great deal. Eh, uh, it's okay.
3: Just okay? What's not too? Right
2: above the subway!
3: Well, I bet you don't even notice it after the...
2: That's my neighbor,
3: Angus!
1: A deal that's just okay is not okay. Get a great deal with America's Best Network. Come into an AT&T store to find out how to get one of our popular smartphones for $0 down. Based on GWS1 score September 2019. This is the DallasCowboys.com draft show. One final segment here from the star in Frisco, the DallasCowboys.com draft show. Here from the SWBC Mortgage Studio, Jeff Cavanaugh, Kevin Turner, David Hellman, and myself, Kyle Yeomans, with you. Thanks for joining us again. We'll be live from Indianapolis next week, Dave Hellman and myself. Are we going to be with Bucky Brooks next week? I'm sure we'll see him. Yeah, I, I don't, don't know if he's doing all the shows. I haven't or one ironed show. out the details of whether he'll be back with us yet. But but we'll have plenty of guests throughout the week. We'll be on Radio Row.
2: The entire freaking NFL world. Yeah, it will be in Indianapolis. So. It's all
1: at the at the touch of a finger. All at the fingertips. I, I don't know what the saying is.
0: Yeah, yeah. you stumbled yeah. there a little That's bit. Okay. That's okay. You're okay. Yeah, I'm just You're gonna move
1: past it. It's you okay. Guess. Let's talk about some of the specifics <laughs> of this. Combine coming up, some of the specific players and guys specifically that need to have good combines, whether it be because of the red flags that KT was talking about earlier, some of the medicals as well. But let's start off by inflating Dave Hellman's ego just a little bit. Here are, are the schools with the majority of representation in Indianapolis. And by far, no surprise, it's the LSU Tigers up at the top of that list. David smiling ear to ear at the moment. I mainly feel guilty
2: because, like, we keep talking about LSU players, and I swear to God, I'm not doing it. Where's Texas? Not doing it because I'm a homer. There's just so many of them. There's no it's Texas, honestly. Like <laughs> Other than LSU at the top, the thing that jumps out to me, which I mean, obviously Utah was very good at football this year, but
1: nine, nine for Utah, Mm -hmm. nine really good ones. Yeah, and we've got Michigan and Ohio State with eleven at two and three. So I Mm. thought that was kind of interesting. Then Alabama, then Georgia, then Auburn. Michigan's got Ohio State type
2: talent without the without the dubs, without the production. Trying to run Harbaugh out of town,
1: are you, Dave? I'm just saying, Mm -hmm. win something. Anyway,
3: um, find sorry. A
0: quarterback. I'm
1: with you on that. But yeah, plenty of SEC representation there as well because yeah. Florida's down at number 9. Then they round out the top 10 with Miami. But uh, with that being said, like you said, there's a lot of specific players in there that are, uh, like you said, with a lot of good competition throughout the season. you got a lot of good tape on them. Uh, but with the Combine come these injury questions. And that's our next graphic that we're going to pull up is some of the Combine... Players that have some injury storylines. Not all of them are going to be listed here. I only have four up there. At the top of the list is Javon Kinlaw, South Carolina defensive tackle. Had some knee tendonitis issues. Missed the final practice of Senior Bowl week. And then also the Senior Bowl as well. Brandon Ayuk from Arizona State, the wide receiver. Had a minor groin injury. He missed the Senior Bowl as well. Tua Tagovailoa from Alabama, quarterback and. I just threw them all up there. Hip, ankle, thumb, knee injuries yeah, all in his career. Of but the hip was, is 100% the, the focal point. And then Ashton Davis out of California also with a groin injury.
3: Ashton Davis, uh, Brandon Ayuk, and, and Javon Kinlaw really had very little to gain at the Senior Bowl. Maybe more for Ayuk and, and Ashton Davis. Mm-hmm. But this is what's great about the combine is you kind of get to a point where there's no more hiding behind knee tendinitis if that's not really what it is. So we'll find out if that's what's really going on with Javon Kinlaw, and if we don't, they find a way to cover it up, and then we find out at medical at combine rechecks a month later. It will yeah, come out. It will. It will come out, and we'll finally know because the we whispers. Find you. The whispers have been there since you know the end of last year. What's really going on with that knee? I, I don't know. Not a doctor. We're, we really need to find out because that will impact things. It'll impact the way this team thinks about the draft. Um. So I, I'm. And you know, Ashton Davis is, is a guy who this team might could be interested. No. In. Yeah.
2: Both of those guys. And um, shoot, I'd even throw Ayuk in yeah, there. Let's with have the, fun. With, yeah. With with the depth of the receiver class, it's almost like I've kind of got a peg on him because I'm like I want to mm-hmm. know more about this injury before I really dive into the possibilities of drafting him. So
1: there's when Ashton Davis is a name that at 51, if he pops up and he's available at 51, a lot of people are going to be. High fiving over that pick. Now I don't know if I would classify it as a high five pick myself, but I would F- be 50, I'd be like interested F- at F- fifty one. At fifty one, I'd be I'd be interested. Oh, I thought
3: you meant you wouldn't be happy. Well, you I tell would be me, happy.
1: I wouldn't be high fiving. You got to okay. tell me who's I think on the board. It would be a solid pick.
3: You had to tell me who's on the board at the time. That's a good point but, too. You know, there's a, there's so many guys. There's a um, Lucas Nyang, He's a tackle from TCU mm-hmm. who's got really good tape, but they had to shut him down because he got a bad hip. So, okay, what do you do with that? They shut him down. Um, let's find out what the combine checks are. He's a guy who could sneak into the top half of the second round. Tyrell. Maybe could sneak into that little, we were talking about the offensive tackles, that Josh Jones, oh, Austin Jackson KT. area. Go, go,
0: Lucas do it, Nyang. say
3: it. Lucas N'Yang is really good, but he's got a bad hip. So what are, What do we know about it? Terrell Lewis is a guy that piques oh, my, my interest, too.
2: It, ooh, I mean, ooh.
3: Yeah, that's but my
2: guy. He comes with a lot of injury concerns. Oh my god, he's Tours got ACL. Yeah. Every, I mean, Bama players. Yeah. He's got yeah. Kavanaugh knees. Yeah,
0: well, uh, I, he does not. I promise you, he does.
2: But man, he was bullying people at the Senior Bowl. 6'5", 250. Eleven and a half tackle for loss last year. Like he's a hell of a player. <laughs> you know. But it, I mean, can I trust him to stay healthy if I draft him?
3: When Kyle sent out the text the other night of like who are some guys who are trying to get get the graphics on board? He's the guy I forgot to send because Terrell Lewis. Yeah. To me, if the knee checks out. And he does everything at the combine, and he will. I think he will do the three coat. He'll do all that stuff. Then he
0: is edge number.
3: Are we talking? Are we <laughs> I talking? Was, two? Wow, faces
0: face was on camera are we just talking there. Two or three? I'm asking you
3: for me. Edge number what? I'm excited about the upside there, and I am. It's a gamble. It's it's going to feel like a gamble because mm-hmm. of where you're taking him and the, and the history, but. He's I just only a junior. Take the juice off Young the Blair. edge. I think him and Chason's going to blow up the combine most oh, yeah. likely. Yeah. And I think you'll see Chason and Terrell Lewis if things work out for him start climbing. And then, you know, does Epinesa fall? Does Matos from Penn State fall?
0: Um, I think my guy Gross Matos might get help at the combine. I think he will too. I think too. he's I mean, going to test well. I, I think he will too. I mean, look, he's, I think he's going to run a 4.5.9. He, oh, really? 4.5.9? Wow. Yeah. I think Grossmato's is going to run a nice forty, and then I'm going to pull for him to have a nice three cone, so I can feel good about how I feel about his tape. He's a
3: very fun player at times. You sometimes you go, okay, you just get swallowed up by the run, but then sometimes he'll they'll bump him inside, and he's just six five. I mean, he's he may be six six when they measure him at the combine. I mean, he is he's long a very man.
2: long player. As long as we're doing this, I'll throw one. And like this yeah. is this is a guy who. I don't even know what to do with him. I feel like the narrative on him is fluctuating as we go, but Marlon Davidson out of Auburn, okay? I'm I'm in and it's not from a it's not from a medical perspective, but from a testing perspective cuz Auburn used him all over the place. He was at the Senior yeah. Bowl. Um like he played a lot of tackle, he played some edge. If he blows up, I mean if he blows up the way we're talking about with Gross mottos... I think that completely changes the conversation on where you draft him.
1: And you had him as one of your guys or your guy in terms of. I definitely want to see these how, are the you know, rise or fall lists. Hell, like
2: he is a guy, and you always have to stress like what the media is talking about has nothing to do. There we go. Oh yeah, that's my guy. What what we in the media are talking about has nothing to do with the way teams see these guys. Like yeah, mm-hmm. teams might see Marlon Davidson as a first round pick right now, yeah. uh, but if he goes out and runs this badass three cone then he's going to jump into the consciousness of those of us who are on the outside. Absolutely. So I think he's got a lot to gain.
1: Now, you guys across the table both have wide receivers as your most likely players to rise or fall. Jeff, you have Colin Johnson, Kevin, or KT, I don't know why I called you Kevin. KT, you have Courtney Davis, and then I've got Jordan Love as a quarterback out of Utah State. We talked about him a little bit earlier, but kind of going on the wide receiver thought process here.
0: His Mama called him Kevin, I'm going to call him Kevin. Mm. It's Kevin Turner over there. And KT. KT. Colin Johnson's interesting because you can watch him go against a lot of different good DBs. On tape throughout the year, one that jumps out to me is Jeff Gladney against TCU, and there are reps in that game where he makes Jeff Gladney, who might go in the first round, look like a child. Yeah. Now, there are reps where Jeff Gladney gets the better of Colin Johnson, but there's times where on a stop route, he's able to move him six yards at the top of the route and catch a ball. He's able to, down the field, just go pluck it, and a lot of times just kind of nudge his way open. So Colin Johnson's got a really big catch radius – And he's got a lot going for him, but on tape, he might be about to run a four six eight. So that's the funny thing is
2: we just we poo pooed the forty and most draft nicks do. But he needs to run a really nice he, 40 time if he's going to do something drastic to his draft stock.
0: Oh, yeah. I think he's a day three guy. Now if, no, he, that's, now, if he runs, if he shows up and it's like, Colin Johnson ran a four four nine, it's like, okay, let's reevaluate. Let's talk about this.
3: <laughs> yeah. And that's where these little things now, when we talk about the wide receiver group specifically and how hard of a stack that's going to be to put together, that is where these little things at the combine might push, yeah. guys. Um, I have Courtney Davis on my list, and he's the wide receiver from Texas A&M. Because about two weeks ago I received a text from an inside source, you guys all know who it is. And he goes <laughs> and he goes, Yeah, he's gonna run a four three at the combine. Wow. Now in the four threes, not a four three oh, but he's gonna run a four three at the combine. Yeah. On his springtime I had him at a four five three. You watch him on tape, he's a guy who's great with the ball in his hands, but he has drops and he's not a great route runner. He's got some inconsistencies to his game. But the size is there, the speed is
1: there, the explosions there after the catch. He's good and blocking that's where wise I, too. He showed that off. He showed the that a Bowl. little he bit. He had some it, physicality to him.
3: And one thing I wanted to talk—we haven't talked about the gauntlet yet. The gauntlet's my favorite drill of the whole mm. the whole Which, dang thing.
2: So among the many changes, they're timing that now. And they I should. I think they're just doing it to make it more competitive, yeah. like to kind of get these guys' yeah. juices going.
0: I think it's more for TV.
2: Yeah, no, no that's what I'm— For the viewer. Competitive yeah. for the players, but also more entertaining for fans, for sure.
3: Well, the gauntlet's where they run horizontally across the field, turning yep. both sides of their body to catch the ball. Is he going to catch the ball with his hands well? Is Hunter Bryant from Washington, the tight end that everyone's in love with, and I like a lot too, how's he going to look? I running? like the guys who can't stay on the line. It's amazing. Sometimes those they float. The guys look sometimes uncomfortable. And then sometimes you get a guy who just comes in there. It's Dude. the most smooth thing. It's, it's so it's,
2: much fun to watch
3: when a guy's just got vacuum hands. Just It's great. It's beautiful. I like how they turn their hips when they're running across the field. That's mm. The gauntlet's a fun drill too. See, all of these drills are
1: not – pointless.
3: We've got, yeah, we just some got things of them. watching here. Just some <laughs> no, of them might be pointless.
1: Here's,
2: it's, they're not pointless, but because this is becoming a TV event, they get blown out of proportion. Like, it's a good point. Is Byron Jones a good player because he set the world record at the does broad jump at the combine?
0: No. Our tape had him as a first-round corner before the, before the it's, combine. It's yes. a
2: piece of the puzzle. To that point, Like as Colin, a Colin Johnson mm-hmm. can have super impressive tape, and he does at times. If he runs a four, if he runs a four eight, that you means he, he can't separate at the NFL level. And yeah. so, as much as we bash on the forty, it is important. It, it's yeah. it's all it's just it's not so much that
1: anything's worthless. It's you just have to weigh it properly. Well, it's a piece of the puzzle that we'll continue to evaluate over the next couple of weeks. But that's going to do it this week for the DallasCowboys.com draft show. Thanks so much, Jeff. You're and welcome, KT for joining us. We'll see you in a couple weeks. Enjoy watching some stuff. Dave and I will be live from Indianapolis next week as the DallasCowboys.com draft show hits the road for the second time this season. We'll be back in just a little bit or next week. Thanks for watching. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club.
0: How about you, Cowboys?